Hey, we are back. Welcome to Rankable episode 22. I'm your host as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at Rank. Today, I've got a special, special guest. Man, I've been excited about this episode for quite some time, man. But he has over 10 years of experience in a digital marketing content strategy. Uh, he's worked at UCLA Athletics as Associate Director of TV and Creative Content. Uh, he later, later moved on to work on AT, work at AT&T on digital media, worked on campaigns around Super Bowl 51, March Madness, and now he's currently the Digital Content Strategy Director at Big 12 Sports. Uh, my friend, Will Gully, man, how are you, brother? I'm doing good, Jared. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you again for joining us. And sorry for all the listeners out there. We were like a, a minute late, man. We were just having a great conversation, <laughs> just talking sports and marketing. But uh, today's today's topic is just team marketing and COVID. And really what that means is, you know, want to understand from Will and, you know, from his perspective, what are some of the things that he's been doing working at Big 12 Conference? And if, and if you want to start, would it be okay if you go with um, just a quick intro of your, your responsibility and your role at Big 12? Yeah, sure. Cool. So my my primary response today at the Big 12 is uh, the first off is to support and serve the members of that of the Big 12 conference. Hey, I'm, I've got a little echo. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I hear you good on this side. Hey, any anybody listening? Can you hear echo from Will? If you could just put a yes or no, a thumbs up. No, people are saying no. Appreciate you. All right. Well, I'll just work on it from my side. Yeah. Yeah, you sound, you sound great over here. Yeah, I know, but I hate hate that feedback, man. You lose train of thought and stuff. <laughs> I'm like catching myself saying my words over and over again. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Anyway, uh, so the Big 12. So I, I serve as a director of digital content for the, for the conference office, and my primary responsibility is to support our members um, with with providing them with tools that they can be successful with. Uh, secondly, um, I'm responsible for promoting the Big 12 brand. Uh, so there are things that the conference can do um, holistically that the schools cannot do, right? Texas is not necessarily going to promote Oklahoma, right? But yeah. we at the, at the conference from the center we're able to say, hey, the Big 12 Conference holistically is really good, and this is why. So the second part of that is promote the brand, and then the third part is to generate some revenue on behalf of all of the members uh, that we that we serve. So um, I oversee a team that, rep that, that that manages all the video, all the creative, all the production yeah. um, of, of, of that, and then all the distribution across all of our platforms, O&L. So yeah. that is it in a nutshell. I appreciate the context. Appreciate the context. Well, and I know we were talking about it a little earlier. And for those who are who are listening at home, you guys know that we, we've done numerous episodes and webinars here at iPool Rank. And we've really been discussing like the impacts of COVID and how it's changed consumer behaviors across verticals, across industries and so on and so forth. Um, you know, the pandemic hit right around the time conference week in March Madness was scheduled to begin around March 12th. Right. So I'm curious to know. You know, what are some adjustments digitally that were made at Big 12 during that time? And now that sports is resumed, what are things that are being implemented now to increase fan exposure and engagement? Yeah, man, March is crazy. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> <it was> madness. <laughs> and March 12 hit, and I remember being in Kansas City thinking, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, we, were, we, were, we were scrambling, scrambling. And one, the news was changing every minute. Fans in our seat, uh, in our seats to 
not having uh, fans and still playing games to not having games at all. And it seemed like a matter of like six hours. Yeah. So the, what, what I try to do is first say, hey, let's breathe. You know, we don't have to respond or we don't have to react to the news cycle. News is changing all the time. So just take a, take a moment and breathe. Yeah. And then let's respond from a place of logic versus a place of emotion. Yeah, that makes total sense. You know, so that that's what that's what March was, and that's the sort of a lesson that, that I took into the summer. Um, summer kid and still things a lot were unknown. Um, so what we try to do is just like, how are we going to adjust the content strategy to make sure that we provide the best uh, support for our schools and at the same time uh, help out help help promote the conference and communicate with our audience. So we just, we had to shift our content strategy. Um, we normally had games going on. Yeah. So we could talk about the games, right? Yep. <laughs> what do you say now? <laughs> what are we gonna say now? And no one knew that these were like, NFL drafts can get pushed back, NBA drafts can push back. So we, we our student athletes went on campus. So oh, it was, man. We were trying to figure out what are we going to do? How are we going to tell stories? And uh, fortunately, what, what we did was we ended up working with our broadcast partners because at the same time, our talent, you know, the, the Fran Priscilla's and the Brenda Van Langens and uh, the Dusty Dvorak's, they're doing football and basketball. Like, they were kind of in flux too. So we were able to connect with them and say, hey, let's talk about the student athletes. Yeah. Let's talk about what makes them great. Let's talk about them great, great students, great players. Um, let's talk about them. Let's talk about how their experience in the midst of the COVID is is going. What, what are they doing in class? Are they not in class? Are they doing virtual class? Or, yeah. Are they going to return for a senior year? Or what are they? What, what's the what's what concerns do they have? Um, so we were really just let's figure out. Uh, let's tell stories. Let's tell those stories from the, from the perspective of. You know the student athlete. Uh, let's talk about the, the 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 talent. Let's let's get them engaged in, in the processes, and uh, so that's that's how we had to shift our, our strategy a little bit. And then, yeah. you know, right now, you know, it's it's all about fan engagement. You know, you talked a little bit about fans are you know games are being played, and how do you how do you how do you engage your fans? And um, you know, it's it's I tell you, Jared, it's not easy. And the campuses are struggling. Uh, they're, they're struggling to find the right mix. Um, and we, we serve, uh, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa, West Virginia, right? And all those markets across all those counties have different COVID protocols and mandates that they're dealing with. And, you know, you can have 25% capacity, 50% capacity, no capacity. Yeah. And the ESPN has certain rights and certain rules that they're dealing with. Fox, the same thing. So Man. we are all trying to just figure out how to just do business first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then second, in terms, I think people don't understand that piece of the puzzle. And then, uh, you know, in terms of communicating to the fans, it's the, sec the second screen approach is mm. – is, is really what we're trying to do. And so I'm working with our broadcast partners to, 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 to kind of free up some from, uh, how can I say this? 
kind of give us some allowances to um, to communicate with our fans, right? We have some rights yeah. agreements that are that they have, and we, we want to protect their rights. They want to protect their rights, and we want to get partners. So um, are there ways that we can um, use your content to help us during the course of a game communicate with our audience that is no longer at our venue? Yeah. Uh, so that's... That's kind of how we're helping um, with the fan engagement piece of the puzzle. It's the second screen. Um, and there's some little nuance, nuance in that because uh, our, the schools have, we have third party rights holders mm -hmm. and they're selling rights, um, selling sponsorships on the second screen. Thing. <laughs> so, so a lot of moving like, pieces. <laughs> goodness gracious. I, don't, I mean, it's a, it's a big if you're a sponsor and you've traditionally sold um, like uh, uh, you know, banner ads or uh, or in venue ads, digital ads or displays or whatever in the games, based on getting you know fifty to some odd thousand people or ten thousands of people at a basketball game in your venue, they're not there. Yeah. Your sponsor, your Wells Fargo, your Dr Pepper, your your whoever. They're like, I, I need to get what I need to get what I'm paying for. Absolutely. And how, so that's a tough day. That's definitely a tough one with the ROI there, right? Like because like you said, it, it was a billboard before you have a certain, you know, an event you guys have, fifty thousand people are coming to see Texas versus Oklahoma today. And now you're creating a whole new environment of how do I still create that ROI? And then second, how do I even get even more viewers to look at this content? Because with the pandemic, I think we spoke about it before we went live, is like the way people consume content is different today and it's going to be a pre-COVID and a post-COVID. And there's going to be decisions we're going to have to make as consumers as do I really want to go back to the stadium? Do I want to go back to the movies? Do I want to do these things? I think the best um, event that has been doing great with fan engagement that's not sports or marketing related, I think Versus does a really good job. I think the um, what's the event that happened on Saturday, the Triller with Mike Tyson and Nate Robinson. Mm hmm. I think that's a great a great opportunity for fans to engage live and have that conversation. I think that's where it's really sports are going to go, right? How can I have a conversation with other Oklahoma fans? How can I, you know, maybe argue with somebody who's a Texas fan? You know what I mean? Things like that, right? How can we create those type of, you know, you know, interactive experiences for for users? And then you also mentioned something that was really interesting, where you guys were highlighting, you know, student athletes. So how I'm curious, how does that? differ like how do you guys select the student student athlete that you're going to highlight right and does that differ from popular traditional sports like football and basketball or do you guys you know how does the marketing differ from those sports as opposed to rowing and volleyball yeah so at the conference we've got to be as agnostic as possible yeah okay so in terms of highlighting one school over another we are we are across the board serving everyone as equitable as possible yeah. um so so that's that's point A, and then get, going back to my role and the number one responsibility is support the schools and their objectives. If they have somebody, for example, a Heisman campaign, mm -hmm. if they have somebody that they're wanting to go out and and run Heisman campaign, my responsibility is to say, hey, where can we add value? Am I now so? Is it, is it valuable for you if we created some content, created a campaign aligned with you guys that's focused just on Google or YouTube or yeah. Facebook or 
So it's about adding value to what they're wanting to promote. And, and, and so this whole, and, and Jared, you know this, yep. it's all relationships, right? So Absolutely. everything's based on relations. So it's my, it's a, it's, it's, it's my duty, my obligation, my job is to drill up relationships with each campus so that they know they've got somebody in their back corner that can help them when they're trying to achieve whatever campaign goals that they have. That makes sense. That, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And I'm curious, um, and for those that are unfamiliar, right? So this is a big thing that's happening within college sports right now. So for those unfamiliar, California signed the Fair Play to Pay Act into law, which will go in effect in 2023. So what that does is essentially allows collegiate athletes to profit from the use of their name, image, and likeliness. So I'm curious to know from you, Will, like what are some things that student athletes can be doing now or what marketing advice would you give to upcoming student athletes to help them maximize their potential and profits? Yeah, you know, we talked about this a little earlier and I, it all boils down to preparation to me. Okay. Um, yep. You know, here, Russell Wilson, I stole this from him, but I say it all the time. <laughs> he said, preparation leads to separation. Yeah, love it. Which means the more you prepare, the more you'll separate yourself from the competition, the more you'll separate yourself in the marketplace. So the, well, while the, the NIL conversation, name, image, and likeness conversation is, is going on and yeah, California passed their act, there's still a lot of, uh, of negotiation going on with that. So nothing is set and firm, nothing solid there. Mm -hmm. So right now, the advice that I would give to the you know, potential student, prospective student athlete and is to prepare. Uh, make sure that you know, what you're putting out there is representative. It's who you want to reflect out there. Um, I would I would say make sure that um, the schools that you're interested in going to, I would say prepare for their market for their market. Like yeah. I said, we've got West Virginia, Iowa, Oklahoma, Texas, different audiences, different sponsors across all those different all that different uh, DMAs. Like, yeah, you've got to really make sure that your that your your digital presence is out there um, in in a in a way that is aligned with the school, a way that's aligned with their uh, their sponsors, yep. a way that they're, so they're aligned with their audience. Uh, so I would just say prepare, prepare, prepare. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And for the student athletes, I, I tell my son this because he he's into, hey, uh, daddy, I'm going to the NBA. And I'm like, all right, I, I love it. I, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> but we got to prepare for this. And if you want to do stuff like that, it's kind of similar to what we do with um, – you know, what I do on LinkedIn and what other do with, with their personal branding, right? You want to be able to get to consumers or business, you know, decision makers or things like that. You have to put yourself out there and create content that's reflective of only yourself, but the people who you want to interact with, right? So if I'm a 12, 13 year old, I, I'm creating highlight films, right? My AAU games, they're going up. I'm interacting, engaging. I'm going on live. I'm showing what my preparation looks like in the practice field. I'm showing, you know, what the stories are like when, you know, dad picked me up from the, from the game today. What's our ride home look like? You know, I mean, things like that I would be doing to kind of build that audience. But I think the main thing is to create that audience because that's how you separate yourself from the pack, so to speak, right? Like, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a somebody who's rowing, but I got a million followers, somebody's going to call me for a check. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And I talked about this earlier about relationships, but I think what's missed sometimes in the digital conversation mm -hmm. is that 
the point of digital media for me and for most people is to build relationships that impact your business. Yeah. Right. So, so you leverage your digital, um, your, your leverage the digital presence to build relationships. Now, how do you build relationships, Jared? Right. When I meet you, I shake your hand in person or nowadays I do a fist pump or an elbow or whatever. Or I stay six <laughs> far apart and say, what's up? Um, you build, right? You build relationships by, by honesty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Consistency, like showing up consistently, right? Yeah. The, and being, being yourself, right? People know, people know a fake when they see a fake. That's it. So, so when you're a, a student athlete, a brand, a school or whatever, when you're putting content out there, You've got to show who you are and be consistent in showing who you are. So yep. you talk about um, you know the, the 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 work that's done behind the scenes, right? If I'm a student athlete, I'll, I'll tell you my story. Like if I had social media when I was in high school, oh. like I guarantee, like you would have seen me in the gym by myself every Friday night. Yep, doing a lot like, of basketball yeah. drills, like. Doing, <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. that's who I was. Like, playing in the background, playing in the rain, all that. All that. All that right? Like you would have seen those things. So, and then you would like, then you, then you would seem like, hey, I would have been talking to my audience, saying, hey, you know, this is my, these are my goals. This, I, I want to be here, um, and and this is, and in order to achieve my goals, I have to put this work in. You know, we talked a little bit about um, the the you know Malcolm Gladwell's approach to success, right? It's yeah. where opportunity intersects with hard work, yeah. right? So show your hard work, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got op the opportunities. So opportunities exist, yeah. Right? You've got all the digital platforms that are out there. Th those are your opportunity. Show your hard work. Yeah, it's relatable. People want to see the journey. I don't want to see the big successful celebrity, but if I can follow your journey from 12 year old and then I see you on draft day, right? I feel like I'm a part of it. You know what I mean? I see what you did. I see the work you put in, which helps me relate and connect with you on a whole different level as opposed to somebody they just slapped Zion on, on you know, ESPN on every Wednesday. And I'm like, damn, he's 260 dunking on everybody, but I don't know nothing about this brother. Where was he? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about him. I know nothing about them, so I, I can't relate on that level. And uh, actually, Rakesha asked a great question, and thank you for joining, Queen. Uh, she asked, um, so how might California's decision affect families like the Balls, who um, who took charge of each son's career in a unique way? Will these families be ahead of the curve, or will they be disruptive? That's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> so I was at UCLA when Lonzo came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was um, back. I, 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 uh, <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, I, I'll never forget. I was, I was actually shooting Lonzo and his family when they moved in. I was, I was with them their entire move into UCLA Hall, uh, to, 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 to the, to the dorms. Um, we sat down and did an interview with, um, with mom and with mom and LaFar, um, that day, um, and I, 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 so the Ball family is awesome. They, they, yeah, LeVar, I, I know what, we obviously know what is out there. Um, I will tell you that 
LeVar at, at basketball games. I, I, I met him one time, just that one day. I'd be at basketball games and he would be like, hey, man, what's going on? Shake my hand. And like yeah. I was a part of the family type of deal. And so he's he, he's like, I think behind closed doors, the things that people don't see. Um, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a guy that's kind of always has your back. So that's that's what I'll say first about the balls. Um, and then relative to uh, kind of California's decision with balls and, and the decision to kind of take some control and ownership of the of, of the kids' brands, you know, I think he's kind of ahead of the curve. Um, he was ahead of the curve, and people aren't uh, you know people are going to be catching up. Uh, there's two play. There's two things in marketing, right? There's uh, they're in business. There's you can be first to market or best to market. Yep, there it goes. <laughs> he, right, and he and, and people strive to be both, but he was clearly first to market for what he was doing. Um, and so, so the, the 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 act and all this nil stuff. Um, it's I, I think for families like him and 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 even families like myself and, and Jared, you know, we're, we we have yeah. kids. Um, and I'll tell you, my seven-year-old is a, he's a really good baseball player and you, you better believe that he's got an Instagram handle right now. <laughs> you, you know it, you know it, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you know? And so it's, it's, a, it's about, it, it's it, about preparation, Rikisha. It's a, for the families, but the, the rules have not been, the ink's not dry, sorry. The ink's not dry on these things. So it's about preparation and being ready for the opportunity when it does come. Because it's coming. And within the industry, we all know it's coming. It's just a matter yeah. of time. See, like, I, I think LeVar was an innovator with that, right? I think everybody had the idea of what to do with their children. I think he set the blueprint, right? I think what he did with his sneakers and the way he branded the family as a whole, created his own Triple B brand, all of those things was innovative, right? And I feel like families and fathers coming up behind it are gonna take that blueprint and accelerate on it, right? Like things like him creating a sneaker, right? The product wasn't the best, the shipping wasn't the best, right? But other families and other dads, I know me and you are looking at that like, hmm. <laughs> if I have the sneaker deal at 14, if I have all these things in place, and it just goes back to what we were saying earlier, like just build your audience. What he did was separate himself and his family's brand from every other collegiate athlete. To the point where you knew Lonzo's name if you didn't know anything about it at UCLA. You knew Lonzo was playing. You knew there was eyes on him, same as Zion and some of the other players. So, you know, I think, you know, he's a, he's definitely an innovator. He was ahead of the curve and expect that to be accelerated as we go moving forward in like to three, four, five years from now. And I would say this, Jared, like it's really important for those, those, those families to understand mm -hmm the brands of the universities that they're potentially going to want to attend. That's a good one. That's a good one. UCLA has, is, I mean, the brand of UCLA is global, mm -hmm. right? It's pretty conservative, you know, as a brand, right? Mm -hmm. Don't take a lot of risk. Uh, and, and, and I would say, you know, the, the audience is LA much more, you know, progressive, right? But, if you're going to be out there to the point of, you know, LeVar uh, and the BBB and all that kind of stuff, that might work for UCLA. It might not work at Oregon State. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a so great you, point. You've got you to gotta, you gotta be able to walk that line a little bit.
Yeah, that, but that's a great point. Like, how, how do you walk that line, right? Because if you have your own brand, your own mission statement, your own values, like, and then isn't there some laws and some legalities around you creating a partnership? Like, you, can, you can't just go out and, you know, have a, a side partnership with Wells Fargo if that's UCLA's partner, right? Is, could you? Can you not? Right now, there's a conversation around, um, let's, there's a lot of conversation around kind of the, the schools, and if uh, I think our you know, Iowa State's AD Jamie Pollard said something the other day, he said, "Hey, you know," and it's out there. We we could, um, you know, essentially, if a student athlete comes in, he's got their own brand, their own image, and they want to attend Iowa State or any university, um, we could just enter in a, into a deal directly with that student athlete. And the ah. schools are the ones working working through all those little intricacies, um, but at sense. the same time, again, the school, the brand of the school, the brand of the school sponsors, like all that stuff has to be taken in, uh, into into effect. Because if I'm, you know, conservative school A, I want whoever's coming on board to be aligned with my conservative school brand. That makes sense, yeah. So so for people out there and any athletes listening, all right, I know, I know myself probably listen back to this, just make sure you understand those brands. Make sure you have a positive effect on the brand. Make sure you know what that campus represents, right? Make sure it aligns with your values. You don't wanna have it to a point where, you know, you have a million followers, you're going on to the NBA, but then they're telling you to kind of hush and telling you not to do this. You still wanna be yourself, right? So make sure those align and, and that's the best way for you to maximize your profit and potential. Yeah, Agreed. definitely. And man, I didn't realize we already one fifty six. Man, these things go so by so quick. Man. <laughs> Damn. But, but um, I'm curious to know, man. What, what's next for you, though? Well, what, what are some things that you're working on? What uh, actually, before we even get to that, I, I have to ask you this question. While I got you, what are, yeah. you worked on some crazy campaigns? You know, during your career, what is your favorite campaign and why? <laughs> you worked on Super Bowl. You worked on like Big Twelve. That's like a dream job for any sports marketer. Like, so what? What's the best campaign you've worked on, and why was it exciting for you? Super Bowl Fifty One in Houston. There you go. <laughs> that was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I was, um, you know, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen. Their their shows travel down to the site. So we were. I was in Houston for a week, um, and, and and covering the event for those for those for those guys. And Super Bowl is nuts. There's events every night. There are, and then Dan and the Danettes and Rich, they've got events every night. Uh, so, so there's long days. I was responsible for uh, our relationship with Honda and um, creating uh, a daily 30 second commercials uh, at Super Bowl, um, at Super Bowl 51. So what that meant was I was sleeping like two hours a night for five straight days. Wow. Producing these commercials. Wow. <laughs> these commercials. Um, and, and so I, it was, it was crazy. It was, um, uh, it was a once in a lifetime experience. Um, I don't, I don't want to do that again. Uh, that said, there are very few opportunities to develop character, character like that one. Yeah. You know, being responsible for, uh, for a huge, um, uh, for a huge uh, brands, not only the shows, but also 
you know, Honda, huge automotive brand, being responsible for the money and the investment that they put into it. Um, and then being held accountable for, for, for having some really good content that's on a daily basis pushed, pushed out there. Um, that was, uh, that was, that was awesome. And then at the end of the week, there was a Bruno Mars concert for AT&T people that we had VIP access to. Oh, now, I was like, this is legit. It was so great. It was a 24, it was a 24, uh, the magic, well, I can't remember what the song was, but that was, that's the one that, magic. Oh <laughs> man, it was, it was ridiculous. I brought my friend Moses out there with me. Um, he lived out in Houston. Shout out Moses. If you're listening, <laughs> um, yeah, so we, 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 we had a good weekend. He was actually a really big uh, help on that trip because I didn't know Houston very well. So I literally called him up and said, Hey, you know, Moses, where should we go to shoot some beauty shots and scenics of the city to help roll into the show, man? And he, he rolled us out and rolled out the red carpet and, and helped us out a lot on that, on that, that week. So oh, yeah, man. Super Bowl 51, man, it's crazy. Doesn't get bigger than that, man. And just to be working on a big stage and have that opportunity, man. I can imagine it's, it's inspiring. I know, it's, like you said, it shows you what you're made of and, you know, where you push your creativity to the limits. And it's definitely something, like I said, with the, the amount of stress that comes to you, like I did it before. I I'll see you guys. I'll watch it next time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I know we'll close it at the time, but Rakesha asked a, a, a crazy, a, a great question, all right? And I'm just curious and we'll, we'll, we'll close it out. But she asked Deion Sanders brand in Jackson State. How would you effectively work with a coach whose brand makes a splash even before he coaches a game? So, like, how 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 would if you know if that was in Big Twelve, like, how would you guys market and promote that? Like, wh how does that affect your marketing approach? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a big believer in uh, in in. Well, let me let me let me rephrase this a little bit. There's a reason why the NBA championship ESPN is when they put out a graphic, it's LeBron James, Jimmy Butler, right? Yep. They're representative of the team, but they're, they're putting their guy out there first as their name. That's their brand. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in leveraging your star. Yeah. Right? If Deion Sanders is coming to Jackson State and he's got a built-in audience, you got to leverage your star. You don't bury the lead. You don't hide it. You leverage your star to, to get your message out there. Um, and then obviously you, we all know, not maybe, maybe some people don't know, but there's a, uh, employee advocacy, um, fan advocacy, all those things that you can do, um, with your social channels to help, uh, build the, the brand of the Jackson, uh, uh, handles individually. Right. There's all that stuff that can come into play. And I would definitely just say, you know, whatever we'd lean into Dion. I'd lean into what Dion's putting out there to help promote my brand as a Jackson, as a university, as an athletic department, uh, and then vice versa. Right. Absolutely. I think, I think, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right. Jackson State is an HBCU, right? Correct. Oh yeah, I'd have Dion posted everywhere. <laughs> I'd have him on social media. I have more Instagram. I have him on interviews. I have him walking through the mat, the halls, the cafeterias, engaging with students. I'd have a Dion party, an interception party. <laughs> I'd do it all. But, I mean, um, you saw. I don't know if you saw how he came out, but he he got introduced. They rolled him into the stadium to to the venue in the, like you know black super trucks or whatever. 
this time of COVID. So people are masked <laughs> up and they're cruising through. He gets out of the car and it's like, they, they got the marching band out there. It was crazy. It was crazy. Prime time. Prime time, prime time, prime time. Rikisha, I'll, I'll say this though. They they need to win. Yeah, they have to win. If they win, then it's, it's going to put the it's going to put the college on another level, right? It's going to be separated between them and Howard and some of the other you know more known ones, right? But um, I know I know we're coming up on time. Well, I just want to say I really really appreciate you, man. And for those listening, how can they connect with you? And what are some you know what are some things that are next for you? Yeah, so I'm I'm out there. Um, you can find me on all the social channels. Um, pretty pretty easy. Next up is um, I'm working on uh, you know a, a project to uh, you know. My, my own digital media business um, called WJG Digital. And uh, what I found in COVID, and you, every, people, people all over are realizing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in our, we're in, generally we're in our house, and we're not around people. Um, and so there's time now to pursue the opportunities that are out there that we thought of kind of in the back of our mind for the longest time. So I'm in that similar thing. That's the next on my, on, on my list is helping companies um, take advantage of digital media uh, that uh, traditionally have, have just not done so for for any number of reasons. Consumer behaviors change. Much to your point, you know, yeah. people aren't going to the retail shops, not going down the street. They're they're going straight online to 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 do their business. And so, um, what I what I've realized is that there's an opportunity there, and that's what I'm I'm going to try to help uh, other other organizations um, kind of take advantage of digital media, man. So that's the next step, and I. I and I'm welcome to to talk, talk to anyone further. If they want to know more about sports, I can talk sports and digital and marketing all day till I'm blue in the face. I'm happy to do it. Not My a problem. Man. My man, I just want to say I thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you taking the time out your day to join, man. I loved every bit of this conversation in 2021. I already know I'm gonna plan to get you back, brother, sometime in the summer or something like that. We gotta continue this, but uh, thank you much, man. If you're in New York, I've got a lunch. Drink for you, whatever you want to do, brother. <laughs> I've got you. Let's go. Let's you. go. <laughs> so my man. And thank you, everybody else, for listening. Uh, Rakesha, thank you for the great questions. Thank you for all the continued support. Um, this is Rankable Episode 22, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Take it easy, guys. See you. <laughs>